0: This is Badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You got to hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it.
1: And we're back with episode 212 of IcoPod. I am Bob Collier Jr. And with me, as always, is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. Fellas, in terms of timeline, it's been a couple of weeks. But by God, we don't miss a week here on IcoPod. Raw is on a special night. A Friday night championship special. Raw championship Friday. Tonight, Shawn Michaels, the WWF world champion. is going to be defending against gold dust how are we feeling for this special edition of friday night
0: raw
2: dude i forgot that it's the friday championship thing of raw i think it kind of makes it feel a little bit more special so i'm actually looking forward to it i think it'll be kind of fun it'll be fun to be like welcome to friday night raw (laughs) Like, what the fuck?
3: You think Vince will be on commentary?
2: I'm curious, too, because last week was uh, we had Kevin Kelly in in place of him. And actually, I thought it was a – I know you guys don't listen as, uh, as much as I do, but it was very fresh on the ears. And I think it actually made quite the difference, at least for me. And that's because I honestly find Vince McMahon on commentary really fucking annoying. Right. At least after a while. You know, in bits yeah. and pieces, it's like, oh, that's, like, classic. You know, that's, like, cool shit. But when, you, when you're when you watching every week like we are, and then you do the three-hour pay-per-views, it's a lot of sick like Man with a,
0: oh, oh my heart.
1: It's like, oh, my God. I you think know, like, he was real bad in, like, the early ons, like, 93, 94.
3: Well, because he literally doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. Like, if he doesn't know a move, it's just, what a maneuver.
3: Right. And I think, like,
2: to a degree, like, you know, for some people, that's a very nostalgic thing. But when you're trying to cover it like this, man, it's brutal. So for me, Kevin Kelly was a great replacement. And I'm just going to go on the record here and tell you this right now. In later years, I got sick of hearing Kevin Kelly's voice when I was either watching any Ring of Honor or when he was calling uh, New Japan English commentary. But in this case, I love it.
0: Mm.
1: I don't think he's bad.
2: No, I don't think he's bad either. I think it's just like, and I'll, I'll add, just real quick, I'll <coughs> add to that and say, I, I think the Ring of Honor thing is also because I think the, the, the way they do their commentary and present their show kind of drives me nuts as well. So I think that kind of just adds to that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hopefully they're going to ramp it up if they're going to promote it as this super fucking... Raw championship episode. Um, I I can't say that I expect much out of the Goldust-Shawn Michaels match. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was more like a squash match, to be honest with you. Because, I don't know, to me, I feel like Goldust has no steam going into this. Like, no chance, no shot. Just another match for Shawn on Raw. So, I don't know. I don't have too much hope as far as that goes. But uh, hopefully they kind of pull out some good little matches for this episode. Otherwise, they've baited and switched us, I think.
1: Well, and his steam has certainly gone down since like King of the Ring when he lost to, to right. Ahmed. And you could, well, he well, lost to Ahmed there. But you could oh, even yeah. say, really, after the Piper match at Mania that it's been on the decline because as you mentioned the warrior feud was really yeah. kind of a bummer so and right. undertaker for that matter too right so he's kind of been uh struggling i guess along. So uh also we can't forget this is actually a pretty loaded show for what we know that is promoted as you mentioned Shawn michaels and Golas for the world title but we also have the intercontinental title tournament quarterfinals which we'll see hunter Hurst helmsley Competing against Psycho Sid. And then the other quarterfinal, it's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin squaring off against Mark Merrill. So three, I would say, high-profile matches taking place on a special edition of Raw Championship Friday.
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm stacking my chips, I think, is in the rest of the card. Because... I mean, hopefully we'll get decent time for some of those and and end up with a decent little match because last week's Raw was pretty good. So I'm hoping that somewhat carries over. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it ends up on a Friday night as far as maybe, you know, ratings and reactions and feel of the show. Uh, Is this live, Bob, or no?
1: No, this is part of the Wheeling West Virginia uh, okay. tapings. So this is the yeah, I, I had a
3: feeling. Well, I guess that uh speaks for itself, but
2: well, we'll see. Well, at the same time though, I do think if they're really hyping this up this big championship Friday show, we got some big matches. I I think if they play their cards right here and they keep the bullshit to a minimum, we might be in for a treat tonight. I'd be
3: I'd be more inclined to watch a, a Friday show than I would a Monday show, I think, especially growing up as a kid. Like, I'd be pumped. Like, I'd have my buddies over on a Friday night and be like, hey, come over and watch Raw and then, like, spend the night.
1: Well, because, like, I know I'd be able to actually stay up late knowing yeah. that it's a basically a weekend. Right. start of the weekend. So I think that's right. a good point. Uh, Do you guys think that they are doing a stronger show? So, like, you would think maybe this would be a show that they go up against Nitro with to combat the ratings. But do you think they're doing it, I guess, loading up on a Friday because they're thinking we'll get more viewers without direct competition and maybe we'll be able to lure them away from Nitro on Monday? Because, again, they are back on Monday three days later
0: with another tape show. I don't know.
2: I think they got to be hoping that they're going to get, like, a decent amount. Um, that being said, I, I don't know. I, it's a very interesting um, predicament. And w- once we kind of get into the show and start watching it, I was going to run down the Nitro card. Um, that happened, I guess, technically, what, the Monday before this?
1: Yeah. I mean, do you want you want to do that now?
2: Uh, I'm working on pulling it up. So if you
1: give me a minute, oh. I can.
3: So there was no Raw on Monday. Nitro was had no competition on Monday.
1: There, there was no competition, I believe, for two weeks. Right.
3: That's I personally crazy.
1: like for me. I'm thinking
3: that's hurting you. Because people are on a routine, yeah. and now they don't have anything to watch on Monday, so naturally, oh, there's other wrestling. I guess I'll check that out. Yeah. And, oh, the fucking NWOs on this channel with Hulk Hogan, and they're, like, beating people up in ambulances. Uh, Maybe I'll just stick around here from now on. Right. Right. So the – oh, hold on. See, there's
2: a couple Nitros, I guess. So this is Friday, September 6th. So September 2nd is the Nitro that would be airing the Monday before. Is that correct off the top of your head? I think it is. Yes, because the September ninth is Monday. Record. Yeah. Okay, so here I got it pulled up right here. So if you turned in Monday to Nitro, this is what you'd be getting, and no raw to have to switch back and forth with. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Alex Wright, mm. the WCW Tag Team Champions Harlem Heat defeated Greg Valentine and Buddy Valentino. Uh, Ted DiBiase uh, apparently. Well, oh yeah, he appeared in the crowd during the opening moments of the match and took a seat ringside. So, but I I don't know if that's his debut or not, but it seems like that's noted in the the card here. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Dean Malenko. Giant defeated Brad Armstrong. Randy Savage defeated Ron Studd. Rick and Scott Steiner defeated Sting and Lex Luger via disqualification. And then we had Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Chris Benoit, and Steve McMichael defeating Kevin Sullivan, Big Bubba, The Barbarian, and Meng.
3: It's a pretty stacked show.
2: I mean, he, he, just look at the names alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that that show appears to have gotten a. Is that right? A four point three. Oh. Yeah. So that show would have got a four point three, a seven point two share. Now I'm wondering, and I. I think I'm going to look this up real quick. So that's Steiner's and Sting uh, Luger match, I think. And I'm almost there to check it out here. That's kind of catching that, my
2: eye. I'm just saying. That sounds like
0: a fun So
1: here's match. So here's my thing. I believe. Yeah. So that match goes 38 seconds. <laughs> oh. And it's because... Rick Steiner shoves Lex Luger off of a lockup, and Luger barely grazes Nick Patrick, causing a disqualification. So that barely even amounts to anything. But it's also a fun fact. That show is the the show where the giant joins the NWO.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So Hmm. that might uh, explain that.
2: And by the way, it's also the debut of referee Mark Curtis. So we got to talk about the big shit that happened
3: on the show. Uh, yeah, I'd be inclined to tune into that episode of uh, Nitro.
1: Well, you weren't the only one, right? I mean, it does look. I mean, if if I guess you don't know that that match goes thirty eight seconds, right? Yeah, I guess it could look pretty good, right? Uh, All right, let's get into some of the uh, news and notes uh, leading into this edition of Friday Night Raw. Uh, There's been some news circulating regarding Bret Hart, and it would appear that uh, Bret and Vince have agreed on a plan for the Hitman's return on September 22nd, which is a pay-per-view taking place in Philadelphia. And uh, I guess it's expected that Brett would discuss his intentions on that show. Uh, it is believed that they are likely building to a match between Brett and Steve Austin upon his return.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's a pretty big elevation for Stone Cold. Uh, yeah. Without question there, so that's pretty good. It's
3: about time.
1: <laughs> the Royal Rumble in January, which is crazy that we're already... In September of '96, and like the Royal Rumble is right around the corner. Right around the it's corner. crazy. Yeah. It's like we just watched the '96 Royal, Royal Rumble. Right. '97. Uh, that will likely be taking place in San Antonio. There is no current timetable for when Skip from the Badonaz will return from his neck injury, and Ahmed Johnson, who was believed to have, you know, he will likely be out until December or January, he's doing a lot better. In the uh, recent days since his kidney surgery, and he could be back before the end of the year. Uh, And Mm -hmm. the last bit of news is that uh, Mark Henry, who we've seen a few times on television now, and he's had interactions with uh, Jerry Lawler,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, primarily Jerry Lawler. uh, Well, he signed a contract. Wow! Uh, Oh shit! It's a ten-year contract. Oh my god! For two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year on a downside guarantee.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Maybe I'm just delusional. But I'm kind of surprised to hear about a ten-year contract back here in '96.
1: Well, and if you if you think about what we know that happens in the future mm-hmm. with Bret Hart and the money issue that they squabble around, and you look at a contract, right, for a guy like Mark Henry, not to say that. Well, I guess I am saying that maybe. It's a bit overpaying him, all well, things considered. You know what I mean? I mean, they, it, it honestly, it took Compared him, to Brad Hart? You're going in well, blind with Mark Henry. You don't know what you're really getting. Well, yeah, and I'm saying, like, it kind of, you could make the argument that Mark Henry was, like, a 10-year project. Because, really, 2006 is kind of around the time when you could say was when he was getting over
3: well, and that's also a 2.5 million dollar investment. Right. Cuz quarter of a million times right. 10 years. That's what it amounts to.
2: Right. Which is especially back in 96 too, you got to keep that in mind too.
3: Obviously. That's a lot of
1: fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm a pretty, pretty deep in the conversion
3: rate of that. And that yeah. so yeah, the dude.
1: downside guarantee means that if he were to not work a show the entire year, that's what he's getting. He's making, so he's making at least $250,000. So if he were to be working pay per views, house shows, it's going to go gradually well, upward. Like that's now, insane to me.
2: It makes a lot more sense of why you put up with some of the bullshit that we're going to see in a few years. <laughs> no kidding.
0: Yeah. You're getting paid
1: quarter million dollars.
2: Yeah. I'll do anything you want. <laughs> right.
1: Right. You want to give birth to a hand?
2: Hey, I wasn't gonna give spoilers. I don't give (laughs) shit.
1: Whatever, you know. Wow. So quarter of a million in
3: 1996 is the equivalent of 440,000
1: today. Wow. So yeah,
3: it's. So he was almost making half a million dollars a year in today's money.
1: That's that's remarkable.
3: That's a lot of fucking money. And
1: you want to know what's crazy is that in 2006. I'm assuming when they would expire, that's when they would negotiate. Yeah, he probably got a raise. Oh, I'm sure he did. Like a, a substantial downside raise, right? If they even, I don't even know if they were doing downside. They might have just done flat guarantees and stuff, but I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's a lot of money for Mark <clears throat> Henry.
1: Good for him. I mean, if you can get it just simply because you're the world's strongest man, right? And they wanted the publicity of it, I guess. I mean, hey, and
2: that dude's still it. using that gimmick. That's still sure what is? he comes by. So. Yeah,
3: of
0: course.
3: And realistically, I mean, you know, not to fall off the rails here, but in the grand scheme of things, say the first 10-year contract, do you think WWE got their money back on that investment with Mark Henry?
1: Uh, like him directly?
3: Yeah. Like if they invested 2.5 million over 10 years on this dude, Mm -hmm. do you think they made that in at least equal or if not in the positive with Mark Henry? I, I don't think he was ever a big merchandise mover.
1: No, I don't think so either.
3: Um, you know, he hadn't had very many main events. Over those 10 years. Uh, I I don't consider him a needle mover. By any means.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I would have to think they probably. You would probably say it's a poor investment. I. Yeah. I would think. At least in the initial 10 years. But I mean in terms of like making money. I feel as if Henry for the most part would end up being a heel. So you're not going to necessarily make money. Well, yeah. If he like saw pay-per-views. Yeah. But I mean, like, but I don't I, think I that like, happened. No, I don't. I don't either. And I think there's, I want to say there were significant stretches where he wasn't even wrestling.
3: Right. Like, yeah. That's what uh, I was like trying to think it, about too.
1: through injury or, or whatever. So,
3: yeah, well, he's a background character. I would say most of the 10 years.
1: Yeah, I mean I think the attitude era stuff is like there's some value in that but I would say I don't even know really That's crazy. I don't know. I don't I, I don't think that him alone would no. generate enough to make it a even Warren. even Yeah. Yeah, like an even level investment. I think they definitely no. would have lost money on that. I agree. But but good thing I guess you know they had Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and Mankind and all these other guys to uh uh dwarf <laughs> to dwarf that uh, yeah loss in investment you know yeah forty and, times over.
3: And let's be serious. I mean, over the course of ten years and even today, do you know the name of the current world's strongest man? Because I fucking don't. No. I feel like that's not even really that big a deal to where it's like,
1: oh, we got to sign this dude. He's got buzz. Well, right.
2: Right.
1: And another thing, too, is, I mean, I'm going to, like, definitely kind of look this up before I speak out of line here. But I'm pretty, like, he didn't win, like, a medal. Right? I mean, he's, I'm looking at it right now. No, he's, it's not he had,
3: Olympics.
1: Right. But, I mean, he has a shit ton of first place wins in various
3: yeah, but that's a private
1: organization, I think. Yeah, so like ninety six so he won in ninety-six he was the NACAC champion. Uh US national weightlifting champion. So he did quite a bit in ninety six, but in terms of like oh I don't even think he ever qualified for the Olympics. Pan American Games, he won a gold medal. Hmm so yeah no i i he i knew he wasn't a, an olympian i know but i'm saying like i think as a kid i kind of thought he was and then i don't well, know that's I the realized, way they're booking it well and i don't think i realized it until they were like oh kurt angle's the first olympic gold medalist to be in the wwf and i was like wait yeah. a minute i thought fucking mark henry came in in like 96 i thought he was and it's right with, you know what i mean
3: yeah, so I don't know. I think it's uh, it's very interesting that if that's the case and that's indeed the figures, uh, somebody dropped the ball on that one.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, this guy he he was even sent down to Ohio Valley Wrestling.
3: Huh. Well, I wouldn't even sign Mark Henry in his prime for that much money.
1: Uh, you know, I think. I think when he like turns on John Cena and stuff like that, there might have been value in there to that level. By that's I think not prior. before two thousand six. No, that's after. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what well, I, I didn't know what you're clarifying is his prime. Oh, I figured
3: Attitude Era. I guess I should have clarified.
1: I don't know if I would say Attitude Era was his prime. Yeah. I think they got the most out of him like in twenty eleven or whatever it was when he turned on you know.
3: Probably, yeah, when he was getting ready to retire.
1: <laughs> yeah. In his salmon jacket. Yeah. Cause that's how I roll. Or whatever. Oh, that's Christian. How what did he what was Henry's thing?
3: That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> Cause that's what I do. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I got mix it mixed up there for a minute. Uh, all right, let's go to a house show. Let's do it. In Toronto, Ontario At the Exhibition Stadium August 24th, 1996 The attendance is 21,211 fans. So mm. this is a pretty big card for, Or a pretty big attendance for a house show but Here's the rundown for it The Godwins Defeated the New Rockets Hunter Hearst Helmsley Defeated Bob Holly Savio Vega defeated Justin Bradshaw In a Caribbean strap match Jose Lothario defeated Jim Cornette. Steve Austin defeated Mark Romero by countout. count-out. Psycho Sid defeated Vader in a Lumberjack match. Farouk defeated Aldo Montoya in a 46-second 46 match. 46 seconds. <laughs> one last. Uh, Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith defeated the WWF Tag Team Champion Smoking Guns by Disqualification. The Undertaker defeated Mankind in a Casket Match. And in the main event, the WWF World Champion Shawn Michaels defeated Goldust in a ladder match. I'm going. I'm going to it as well. And this show was reviewed for WrestlingRecaps.com if you want (gasps) to.
2: Look at that. A little cheap plug. That's right. Hey, wait. On that note, did you you guys know that Bob Colling Jr. here is one of the most historic (laughs) wrestling reviewers on the internet?
1: He meant historical in the sense of I review historical shows now that I am a historic reviewer.
2: No, oh, I thought I took it like you're
3: like the god of reviews. No. What are, What are you guys referencing? I'm confused. Bob got
1: in a heated argument with. Let Osh. me let me exp- SRS. I'm looking it up. Okay, so here's the deal. All right, last night, Sean, what is his name? Sean Ross Sapp. Sha- yeah, Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah. Okay. Who, by the way, I.
2: I think is actually one of the better journalists on Twitter.
1: I, yeah, I've I've seen his video interviews and I I like him. He doesn't come across as a reporter. He comes across as a fan and like a genuine. And not guy.
2: and not like a fucking Mark like that Ryan Set and bullshit.
1: Yeah, don't even get me started on Ryan Set. He's a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, so I, I like I've I've seen his video. I I've never really seen his reporting, like written reporting of stuff of stuff. So anyway, he tweets out like he doesn't have an update on, uh a debuting mystery forbidden door AEW guy coming up on Wednesday. And to give you context, we're recording this on February 7th. So that would be what the knife that that would be happening. So I simply quote tweeted. Hey, would you, would you spoil it? Like, would you report it of like who it is? Because there are some reporters who wouldn't do it. They'd just be like, it they, oftentimes I feel like reporters would name like several guys and be like, oh, it could be one of those. We're not sure. Whatever. And because I feel like he's a fan, like he comes across as a genuine fan that you kind of know that maybe viewers would prefer not to have it spoiled. And then the context of like, Oh, the ratings were down was well, it's because it's been spoiled. Then maybe people wouldn't want to watch it. You know? anyway, yeah. He he respond he quote responds to me and he's like, Why is this even a question? And I was like, What do I was like, what? And then of course there's like a handful of people that are like, This guy's a fucking troll or Mark or Dallas, you're on mute if you're trying to communicate.
2: I was just agreeing, saying, right, my apologies.
1: Okay. And uh and I was like, No, I'm like legitimately asking. I don't care if he spoils it. I was just wondering if that's his style of doing it. And uh, I think eventually he kind of understood what I was talking about because he was like, it's not the end of the world. Like, yeah, like I would, I would report it. That's my job. Like, it's my job to to do that or whatever. And I was like, that's fine. It's just like, I I, I don't think I would. And that's all why right. I'm not a reporter because I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, by the way, Jeff Hardy's here. Like, I don't think I would do that. Yeah. Well, and that being said, too, I think it's, I I get why he, he was so defensive about it because he, I mean, people troll those guys all the time, geez. too. I 100% understood because when I saw some of the comments, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy thinks I'm being an asshole." No doubt about it. I was like, "These people are like, oh, he's not gonna do it because like he's getting paid by AEW not to report on that stuff." And I'm like, "I'm not fucking saying that. I don't care. He could tomorrow re- report it and be like, "Oh hey, it's this guy," and I'm not gonna be like, "Yo, fuck you." I was just wondering what right. his style is because like for me, if I was the reporter and I told and I said in my comments, like I. I value a genuine surprise, and it has been a while. I feel like a while since there's been a genuine surprise in professional wrestling. Yeah, it's For right. me. So, yeah, that's why I like. I probably I wouldn't be like, oh, f- screw this, you know, like here it is.
3: Why did Matt Coon come over and like start sucking his dick on you? Because the Matt Coon thing funny, was funny.
2: That was kind of funny. Bob has more followers than Matt Coon does. I'm just saying. Do I really? I'm pretty sure. No way.
1: How many you got? He's got, he's got to have more than me. No, you got more. He's got 598. He must've just restarted. Yeah. He just, wait, September, 2021. I don't care when he started. You have more. No. So tell him to shut
2: the fuck up. You don't talk to the historic of Bob Colling Jr. of wrestling. I'm still trying
3: college. to find where, who said that?
1: It's, it's, in, a guy uh, named, it's a guy named Sean, uh, Sean Hops or something like that. It's in the chain somewhere. I was looking at it all. I was getting
2: so confused because so many people. Bob was replying to people, and I was looking at the chains, and I was just eating that shit up. Sean, Matt Coon
3: uh, says, you can curate your timelines to eliminate spoilers. Like, sh- get the fuck out of here, dude. Can you really, though?
1: I feel like that'd be so time-consuming, dude. To- <laughs>
3: Just, like, eliminate... What,
2: what, you gotta guess everyone who it could be spoiled and just mute everyone that they think it could possibly be.
1: Yeah, yeah. like, I don't know how... Am I supposed to hide the words AEW and WWE or something? Like, I don't know. And then you won't have a timeline. <laughs> yeah, like, there goes all, all my wrestling news, I guess, or feedback from people, but... People are dumb as fuck. But, yeah, they were just like, dude, you can, like, avoid spoilers. And I'm like, yeah, I can, but... No matter how hard you try to avoid them, you still fucking stumble upon, upon it, like, no matter what you do. But, you know, that's just the era of wrestling. I'm not complaining about it. I don't want it to seem like I'm complaining. But I'm just saying, like, it's very difficult to, to have a genuine surprise, so. And I don't know why, like, the wrestling media would want to spoil that stuff.
3: I think if you're a wrestling reporter, you're a pussy.
1: Well, How about that? I don't know like I don't know why they why reporters would want to ruin surprises. It's like it's like a a movie critic spoiling the movie.
3: I think if you, you don't do that. take your job seriously as a fucking dirt sheet fucking wrestling website fucking here's the scoop motherfucker you should put on a lot of fucking... You should put on a vest with a lot of pockets and take a fucking hike, dude. <laughs> take a fucking hike. Go get some fresh air. Think. Come up with a plan. Because <laughs> that shit's dumb as fuck. Because guess what? When I click on your website, motherfucker, it's 42 ads... With two sentences in between, and then you still never figure out shit.
1: That's PWI, PW, uh, PW Insider, in, PW
3: Insider, dude.
2: Fuck that website. Yeah, that's. So,
3: cool. dude, I don't. Yeah, but you know what? It reflects on all of them. Fuck them all.
2: I don't. I don't go to people's sites. I just let Twitter hand me my news.
3: Well, if you try to link me to a site and you're a little wrestling reporter guy, fuck you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. My favorite thing is, like, whenever I, if I click on news and they're, the whole article is, like, it could be this guy, it could not be, we're not quite sure. Dude, you that's five bucks what for it, it, it is every time. Yeah, like, they're just speculating. Like they have no fucking idea. I'm telling you, put on a vest. And it's like, why are you reporting it then? Like, you don't fucking know. Exactly. You're just guessing. Yep. I could do that. I could make a website tomorrow and be like, yo, dude, Wednesday night, it could be fucking Keith Lee. Maybe Shane Strickland. Keep your eyes
3: one. locked here, we'll tell you.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you as soon as uh, the guy comes out. And I'll if be everybody
3: like, else is reporting it.
1: Yeah, I'll be like, breaking news, this guy's here. Yeah. Shit's corny as well. my, You know what, My also my favorite thing is when these wrestling news sites will, on Twitter, literally give you play-by-play as if I'm not watching it. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. So you have to live-tweet it? Like the other 900 fucking new sites out there but anyway uh, let's get into let's start at least the uh, Raw Championship Friday show it is September 6th 1996 season 4 episode 34 on Peacock the runtime for this is 45 minutes and 44 seconds I'm going to count down from three and when I say play hit that play button to follow along with us this should be a loaded show three big matches World title match, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. So here we go. Three, two, one, play.
2: Well, mine shit is blasting in my ear right now. Let me turn that shit down. The heartbreak, kid. No, it's saying, when you think of great champions, this man comes to mind.
3: Not really. I was just thinking that, too.
1: (laughs) Can I have to say no? Oh, here's uh, Gold Dust. Well, why do they have Gold and Dust? He doesn't have two Ds in his name. So that's kind of weird.
3: We're getting shots of each guy in singles matches, it looks like.
2: Listen, as this uh, opening package is going, I don't want to brag too much, but I'm over here wheeling and dealing on eBay right now.
3: Oh, no. Great. I was
2: just telling Bob before we got on the air, I have been on a fucking eBay purchase spree, baby. (laughs) I ain't buying $400 masks, but I am buying some Japanese shit.
3: That's good. That's good.
2: I am near moments away from completing my Bushy Road Kenny Omega card collection. <laughs> oh my god. That's right, baby. Raw Championship Friday. Hunter Hurst Helmsley in the ring with some blonde.
3: Who's this slot?
2: I do hear Kevin Kelly, by the way, guys, so I'm pumped.
3: Oh, fuck. Hunter Hearst Humsley's about to face Sid. (laughs) He's dead. Look at him.
2: Sid's nuts, dude.
3: He seems like he's having a good time, though.
2: He really does.
3: Oh, wow, this this
2: is... is (laughs) <laughs> First round of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament match. I didn't even, I kind of forgot that that tournament was happening, so that's kind of cool. We did see the bracket last weekend. It was pretty good. I just forgot that this was a match. Oh, look, H.H. H. Helmsley, dude.
3: Is there any way Sid doesn't win this match? Is that even possible? No.
2: However, Sid probably should be doing a little bit more than the intercontinental title.
3: Well,
2: well, wow. oh, yeah, yeah. Jim Ross breaking it down for us. She's got to stay away from the Psycho Sid's upper body strength.
1: He's <laughs> fucking huge. How do we feel about Helmsley getting a uh, jabber intro?
2: So, it in the, I'll, well, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm going to say in this particular case, this kind of stuff doesn't bother me. When we open the show and someone's already in the ring and then the next guy come out, that doesn't bother me. Now, when we get cut from a backstage interview and then all of a sudden Hunter or someone's in the ring, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's job or entrance. Starting the show like this doesn't bother me.
1: Okay. Uh, we saw footage just moments ago of uh, Mr. Perfect – Stealing two of uh, Helmsley's women during his recent matches two weeks ago on Superstars and then also at that Toronto House show that I just went over. So Mr. Perfect is uh, Mr. Steal Your Girl in uh, 1996. Shoulder block there by Sid. Now Helmsley, of course, is going to stall on the floor.
3: Is he still doing the gimmick accent here or what?
2: There's got to be no way, right?
1: Mm. When's the last time we even heard him talk? I it's think the,
3: the
2: last time we did, though, I don't think he was doing it really. So
3: It's been a fucking while.
2: Oh my God, he kicks it in the gut. That wasn't a good smart move, buddy. I'm thinking maybe he, he might still have the
1: the uh, accent. Mm.
2: Well, Bob, you stepped away for a quick moment, but uh, his nameplate said H.H. H. Helmsley. And obviously, we know his really? name's super fucking long, but pretty right. interesting uh, in hindsight. Almost comes back. When does he Swaging even... neckbreaker.
1: I wonder when he even officially changes it to Triple H. Not for a while, right? No, it's... Uh... Summer of 98? Does it really take that long? I don't... Th- I think it takes a minute.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's when it is.
1: Because I feel like when he has the ladder match with Rock, it's. He's He's Triple H. He's Triple H, yeah. Yeah. It's 98. It takes that long? I think so.
0: Wow.
1: I could be wrong. We'll find out
0: eventually. Yeah, that's
3: true.
1: It's, I mean, it's pretty
3: much once Sean leaves and he kind of falls into that new role.
1: Right. And I like once he gets rid of the pants and stuff, I think it's when he kinda at least the style of a pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's when he when he completely sheds the blue blood stuff.
2: Yes. Yeah, he but it definitely switches. Yeah. My timeline might be messed up because I haven't seen all of this straight through or anything, but so when when they and you guys can correct my dates and stuff, when they form uh like DX, mm-hmm. he's still
1: Hunterhurst Helmsley, yes. he's not Triflige. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sid with a chokeslay. I didn't realize this. H.H. Helmsley. He's like telling me, you guys want it? Uh Uh-oh, here's Mr. Perfect.
3: Mr. Perfect got his collar buttoned all the way up like he's uh, Hispanic. (sighs)
2: Can you say power bomb? Can you say barbecue sauce? Barbecue
0: sauce.
1: And down he goes. That did not look like that. Felt good. Sid going for the cover One Two
3: There's a kid in the crowd With a Trix Cereal shirt on And I'm That's really over with me
2: I've been uh I've been having lucky charms For breakfast And let me tell you This shit's pretty fucking good
1: Is your shit going green Or what? No Oh okay Must be just me
3: (laughs) Mr. Perfect Taking the girl Again here It looks like Yeah Walking right by Sid. Yeah, don't worry. He's a big idiot. I
2: right, man. I can't wait for Mr. Perfect versus Hunter's Helmsley. She's a cute girl.
3: Oh, 100%.
2: I think she's one of the best looking ones that Helmsley has had with him.
3: I agree. If not, top.
1: The top one. Yeah. Uh, he got
3: folded on that fucking power bomb, by the way.
1: Yeah, he didn't do a... It was not like a flat back. He, he pretty much... He died. Was in the uh, right. But he's up now. Where's my girl? Come, Come on, what? Kurt. What? Kurt Enning. It's fucking Zachary
2: Springade
1: III. Oh. I'm not what he, just, he said, what is going on? I didn't really hear it in the accent, so maybe not.
2: Dr... Joel A Heckman Heckat. sorry, Heckat.
1: <laughs> he's showing he's holding a kidney. This guy, uh-huh. the doctor is coming across as if he's like a like a fake doctor. Well that
2: was yeah, that was he's, that like, was he's a
1: trying to convince account. us that he's real.
2: Look at this kidney here.
1: Yeah, this is uh-huh. a kidney I found. I and I'm gonna Ahmed's, hold it.
2: Ahmed's talking about how he's not hundred percent. So they're still trying to keep Ahmed relevant on screen with these uh, interviews. Is he just That's wearing him. a different
1: colored robe? Yeah, he's wearing a green. Oof. He owns multiple robes. There's a chance that he could come back
3: 100%. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, my piss is green, so I know my kidney ain't working too good yet. So
2: <laughs> I've been eating Lucky Charms. <laughs> like that motherfucking Bob Collin Jr. bullshit. <laughs> Bob, is that article still up on Wrestling Recaps?
1: Yeah, the rise and fall of Ahmed Johnson.
2: Yeah. Here comes stunning Steve Austin. We got to link that shit and be like, guys, what do you think? Was this enough to anger you? It's literally what happened. It's a retrospective. (laughs) He's like, fuck,
1: you don't know shit. Literally. And he's just like, fuck you, Bob. You fucking fucking cracker. I'm like, okay, dude. You ain't
3: wrong, bitch.
2: Kevin Kelly and Jim Ross. So, the two man booth, I don't know if I realized
3: that. It's the pasty boys at the commentary table. Oh, there's hey, no law there. Jim Ross has got a little tan going on. Oh, oh. Oh,
2: oh shit. God. Fuck yeah. Tiger Shirt Pillman, ringside baby.
3: About time we saw this
1: asshole on TV.
2: Is that big called, news?
1: I almost called him Billy Pillman for some reason.
2: Wait, he's got some big news that's going to end frustration for journalists all over the place. Don't know what that means, but he's sitting at a commentary table now.
3: Mind you, it's a Steve Austin match. Right. Here comes Wildman. These are oh. all WCW guys.
2: Guys, he has news about Bret Hart, he said.
1: Oh. So Mero is just 100% refusing to get rid of Johnny B. Bad. Right. This is ridiculous. He's
2: reverting back slowly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, were you guys saying that the sequin coat isn't really wild man to you?
1: No. (laughs) Not at all.
3: I I really don't like the Bill Shakespeare fucking facial hair on Steve Austin.
1: Dude, yeah.
2: Steve Austin's facial hair here sucks.
1: I hope he gets the the bad blaster back. My God. I don't think they'll go that far. Why not? Why not? They'll call it the marrow missile. The Marrow Missile. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he looks great. It's just he's refusing to adjust his uh, persona.
3: Yeah, I don't get it.
1: He's in denial. He wants to be Johnny B. Pat. That's fine.
3: Steve Austin, no wrist tape again this week.
1: It's a weird look. Does he not have. Is the design on his bag of his trunks gone?
3: Yeah, it's bad. it was gone last time we saw him, too. Okay. He only had it on the back of the vest.
1: Oh, okay. You probably knew he looked silly with it.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, making fun of the wild man eyes. Uh- And he just keeps doing it, and Austin backs up into the corner.
3: Steve Austin still hasn't really figured it out yet either, though.
1: No. I think you're absolutely right. These guys are both, like, just in persona limbo.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's like... It's still nut-cutting time for both of them.
1: Yeah. This is just mostly just strikes.
0: There we go.
2: Sunset flip going for the cover. Austin kicks out. Goes for a cover on Miro. Nope. Didn't work, though. Sorry, buddy. Up and over. Miro with Austin. Holds the ropes. He flips backwards. Dropkick. Well, Kevin Kelly called that a flying dropkick. That is not what it was. Well, I mean, he kind of was flying. He was not. He went from his feet to doing it. If he was coming off the rope or something, it's flying. Yeah, but if you jump, you're technically flying. Then then what's a regular dropkick, Bob? Enlighten me.
1: There's a standing dropkick. That's what he just did. You no, know, because he had like a running start. A the, no,
2: he did so not. So it was like a flying.
1: You're bullshit, man. What do you mean I'm bullshit, dude? That's, that's real. I don't think these guys have much chemistry here. No, I, I feel like I've heard that's, that Austin did not like wrestling marrow.
3: Yeah.
1: To begin with, so. Well,
3: he's the reason his lip was fucking split in half.
1: Right. So, I mean, that might play a part in that. I was going to say, that's got to be, like, the the main reason why. Steve Austin holds grudges against people who hurt him. Well, I don't um, blame him. Yeah, I mean, when a guy might, you know, break your neck because he doesn't know how to do a fucking pile driver, it might play a part.
3: Yeah, but even against Merrill, who only split his lip.
1: Yeah, well, he's reckless. How many people have, has uh, Steve Austin injured? A lot. None. I mean, I refuse to believe he did. Merrill with a few pin attempts, but Steve Austin ain't about to... Get pinned by a guy with tassels on his knees.
3: What are you trying to fucking say, dude? What do you mean?
1: I happen to
3: like those. The
2: tassels? Yup. I do like tassels, especially on, like, boot area. All right. Well, you guys are uh, Marks. So are you, buddy. I don't got a website about wrestling. You do. Wow. Okay, well. And it's a great ref- resource if you're looking for wrestling reviews and Bob's shitty opinions. Wrestlingrecaps.com.
3: <laughs> yeah, since he's got he should read the bio of so- Sean Rossap. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think that Bob should. I got a new project because Bob. The thing is, he um, Bob's opinion changes as all of our opinions it do does. over the years. I think Bob should now go back <laughs> on this website and re review all the shows.
1: Absolutely not. Just like start to...
3: from the first review on.
1: No way. There's just no way.
3: Are you guys pumped for that '90s show?
1: I don't even know what that is, so no. That's with the uh, that '70s people, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Mm, no. I mean, what is it's going to be on? What uh, what thing? Netflix. Yeah. So I mean I don't I don't know, maybe.
3: This match is way too fucking long and Steve Austin's been getting his ass whooped.
1: I don't think it's been that bad though. I I would say this has been boring. We've seen way more boring matches out of both of these guys. Yeah, but it's also it's also been boring. Well,
2: welcome to fucking nineteen ninety six, Bob. Well, I
1: don't want to be here. I want to go back. Back? Bullshit! I don't want to go back. You want to go back? I want to go back. <sighs> Bring me back to 1995.
2: Oh my God, Austin just got pinned. Just kidding. You guys both look so fucking fast, though. Wow. I, don't, think I, two I
1: don't. I don't think I want Meryl to really win this one. No, I, I'd, be, I'd be pretty shocked if he did. Oh, so close. Kevin Kelly being animated. Uh-oh, oh, Raf Oh, great. Oh,
3: he's calling for the
1: bell, too. They get this from the Steiner Brothers and Sting vs. Luger or what? Yeah, what? dude. No, they taped this fucking four weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the stunner. There you go. Mare doesn't even really sell that. He just... Collapses to the mat and is breathing heavily. He's knocked out. Wild man, Mark Romero. Great. So Mark Romero advances to the semifinals. That's fucking stupid. Really? By disqualification. So here's the thing. That win doesn't even really do anything for Romero because of the bullshit finish now it is brawling with each other okay
3: yeah that's a heated rivalry
1: yeah if you say so eliminated from the turn every
2: referee in the company's out there pulling them apart
3: Yeah, I, uh, I didn't like that match or the finish, to be honest with the you. The finish
1: is horrible, and it was a boring match. We're getting Air
0: Nike but ads Cordell Stewart.
3: We just oh, saw this. The slam of the fucking week.
2: It literally happened 20 minutes ago, but here it is. Yeah, slam of the week.
3: That means Devastant. it's been a pretty slow fucking week.
1: Well, their week technically started on Friday, I guess, so there's not much competition for uh, for this one.
3: This is brought to you by Foot Action USA. Oh, here he comes.
1: $250,000 man. Jerry Lawler in the ring fucking doing jumping jacks or some dumb shit. Does he think that... Mark Henry's a jumping jack guy or something?
2: Oh, maybe.
3: That shirt is not flattering.
2: USA, USA. Is if we're in Canada.
1: No, we're just in Wheeling, West Virginia. Perfect.
3: What could Jerry Lawler possibly have to say to fucking Mark Henry?
2: You know I wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts at Summerslam. He literally just said that,
1: and he won. Oh wow, that's messed up. Saying that, what did he say? Roberts got bombed in Japan too, or something?
3: Oh, so did the Olympics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and yeah. And the crowd right. bowed. And, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing.
3: Every time King's on, dude, I really just want to turn it off.
1: Which is kind of crazy because we really did enjoy him early on in his run. At least I, I – well, I don't know if you did, though. I, know I, I don't did.
3: think I ever did.
1: I don't think you ever – yeah, I don't – maybe I got that mixed up. I know I did. <coughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, and this is so much—it's just so much different compared to his Memphis stuff. Like you would not think it's the same guy at all. So like, it's just nuts. It's just kind of crazy.
3: Mark Henry hasn't changed his shirt in three weeks.
1: Continuity. I don't like it very much. And You know what? He's smiling about it, so that's nice. Who does he not like? Is he going to list, like, all the heels that he wants to beat up? Let me tell you something. I don't like Goldust because he does that weird shit. I
3: don't
1: like that T.L. Hop guy. Show me his butt crap all the time. Hate that. Oh, he's ready to fight.
3: I like Mark Henry's golf shorts that he has on.
1: Yeah, he's, he looks like a uh, like he'd be at a country club. Air and opportunity. And he's wearing loafers with no socks. Yep. I I like it. It's a good look. I think it's really good fashion. I'd wear that. I probably have worn that. What?
3: This is such bullshit. This, this is literally achieving nothing. Nobody
1: cares. Is he say is Lawler challenging him to a match? Probably.
2: And I know when it's time for me to wrestle, and I'm just not ready right now. So yeah, he's not ready. So he he's said, saying, but you know. yeah, there will be a day. Oh, Lawler says because you're you haven't trained enough, you're not ready.
1: Well the biggest coward there is. Oh, he grabs all his oh. jacket. I think we could use a Vince Russo update, guys. You need a what? Are you doing that? or you want me to pull it up?
3: I mean, either way.
1: Okay. I yeah. missed the Vince Russo art. That was my favorite. I got stuff. you.
3: That was peak IcoPod when we were doing that. Yeah, it's been downhill since then. Right.
2: The thing is that Vince Russo kind of has only been bitching about, like, really dumb stuff. He isn't really – at least that I've seen. I'm scrolling now, but.
1: That doesn't surprise me.
2: 91 <laughs> years old, and he's feeding a freaking bear. And it's, I'm assuming it's his dad feeding a bear. At the zoo.
3: Here comes a man kind of bearer. Did he post something about Shane.
2: Yeah, see did. That that one's going on around everywhere. Where he's ba- ba- the 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 summary of that is Oh, here it is. Just throwing this out there. Maybe it's time for Shane McMahon to start his own wrestling promotion. <laughs> he has the experience, funds, know-how and in- intelligence. Plus, he's not a mock and certainly not a well, he censors asshole. Uh like the other two current promoters. I'd be the first one to support him.
1: I I feel like Shane McMahon is a mark. Maybe. Didn't right. Shane do that raw where
3: there was like strippers and stuff?
2: Yeah, raw underground. There were strippers for them? Well, they, it's, it was heavily <laughs> hinted at that they were essentially strippers, I would say. Uh, we got mankind versus Charlie Haas here. <laughs> the pug. <laughs> it's Charlie Haas. That's
1: funny. The All American. That's good. He does. That's fucking hilarious. He does. If you didn't know, like just from the back, you'd think I, that's Charlie Haas.
2: I know. And quickly
1: from the front, you
2: look at that looks. Like yeah, I look know. Charlie even Haas, then, see. yeah,
1: or like Danny Doring. Yeah. That's funny. What? Is he tapping, dude? Oh, shit. Jim Ross just said that he has sources that he trusts in that uh, Big Daddy, Cool Diesel, and Razor Ramon are on their way back to the World Wrestling Federation.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not ready for it. Guys, I don't know. I don't (laughs) know if I can do it. I really don't know if I can do it. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that doesn't make sense. In your
2: house, mind games. That's a cool look, look at the little mankind in the sky. That is a
1: good, yeah, that's good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <coughs> Kurt Angle from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. He's visiting with World Wrestling Federation officials. Wow, that's kind of a crazy name I did not expect
1: to hear right now. Yeah, not in 1996. Wow. Oh, Charlie Haas is getting the mandible claw.
3: You think Mark Henry's pissed like they're already over him and searching for somebody else to be the Olympic hero?
1: No, because you know what? He signed the contract. Yeah. So he's good. That's a good point. And if I were him, I'd be like, cool, we'll be a tag team. A tag team. (laughs) I'll have to do even less work than what I was initially going to do. Um, Good for him. Don't be
2: shocked if mankind doesn't become the next WWF world champion.
3: I'd be pretty shocked.
2: No, don't be too shocked, JR says.
3: So now, now he does the Undertaker taunt?
1: Yeah, because he's the Undertaker
2: now.
3: Hmm.
2: Okay. The biggest hit of the day at this thing that has an
1: elephant. How does it look like oh. Sid peed his pants? The fuck is this bullshit? He's, he's going to have a tug of war with an elephant? Well, he's obviously losing. Oh, Sid, you're fucked, dude. I mean, he's literally dragging you. I feel like this is animal cruelty
2: a little bit. It is. Uh, Things were different in 96. They're
1: definitely not tug of war with an elephant. Yeah, there's no way they actually won that. Why is he wearing an elbow pad like it was a wrestling match? He's got a bad elbow. He's got a tennis elbow. Well, what the hell?
2: Who would have thought that something is bigger than Sid? It's an elephant, guys.
1: Did you ever think Who that? Would have, I never would have thought that.
2: This looks like I a fucking am. mess.
1: This I looks like a shit show.
2: Why it is it always this?
3: It's always this. Look at look at
2: Steve Austin. Oh my God! Know. Where's Sonny flashing her boobs? He doesn't want to be there.
1: Look at Undertaker. What, the what is up with that? Why are they making him look like he's human? Dude, this is the funniest shit ever.
3: What like the
1: fuck? What is this for? This is for that, that Toronto house show. It was also like a convention thing, I guess.
2: Hmm.
1: we well, like the, the Special Olympics or whatever.
2: Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's some footage from yeah, the house here show. Here
1: we go. Like the experience. Oh, fuck. There's Piper. Piper was, there. oh, Piper was there.
2: This actually looks, I mean, from this quick cl- little clip we're seeing, looks like a pretty cool, like, I don't know. I have a thing for outdoor venues, though. So,
1: I'm like, telling you, that ladder it. match, that, that, that ladder really match cool. between Shawn Michaels and Goldust is really good. This reminds me of Kawasaki Stadium. Never heard of it.
2: Wait, a casket match, I'd definitely be going.
1: Well, no kidding. I'd be going for Sonny. Oh, Oh. Oh, fuck. My back
0: one's out here, guys.
1: (sighs) Thank you.
3: He's just not doing anything. Like, what is the point of having this dude on your TV? Why? Fucking why? Why not? Because he's not doing anything. (laughs)
1: The WWWF and then JR is like, how many W's is that? What? Abomination for is that the right word? Admiration was he thinking of? Not abomination. What the fuck? Abomination's not positive, right? Am I losing it? No, it's not positive. So he, I think he's meaning to say I have a lot of admiration for, not abomination for. Probably. What's your time check? Oh guys? no! Oh god! Um, uh, I'm at
2: thirty minutes and fifty seconds. Fifty one. Fifty two.
3: Yeah, 53. I'm pretty much the
2: same thing. Guys, he's bringing out the
1: fucking iron chic. So maybe he did have abomination for him because they hated each other. So maybe he's not wrong. This is a weird sentence, a weird word to use.
2: So they're saying, aren't she going to be the trainer for Bob Backlund's new associate?
1: Who the hell is the new associate? I don't
2: know yet.
1: Quang. Are we going to find out tonight?
2: Who did you just say, Austin? Don't you say that name again.
1: (laughs) Did he say Doink? Quang. Quang. Oh, Quang. Could you imagine? I love you, Mister Bob Buckland. Could you imagine if Savio Vega was pulling double duty as two different characters? Look at the Razor Ramon chains he's got on. No wonder they
2: did say Razor Ramon's coming back.
1: Coming
3: back, yeah. Listen here, Mister Bob Buckland. Look at
0: this guy. I can't believe. How is
2: it possible that a man? Like iron cheek shrunk so to such a small man. He's like trying, a
1: California raisin. What are you trying to say, though? He just kept shrinking. Remember how they've? I feel like they've stopped even mentioning the new generation. So they're probably just like, "Fuck it, we'll bring back all the old guys." They're they're already trying to do that nostalgia and bullshit. Yeah. Oh,
3: Colgan, fuck you. Uh,
2: where's I, Where's
1: Don Morocco?
2: Have I told my Iron Sheik story on this uh, podcast? I can't remember. Well,
1: I feel like I have repeated the same stories millions of times. How about you? I don't know. Yeah, I think I you should remember. tell it. No time like
2: the president. Someone's song's playing. Um, so, well, let's see. Oh, we're going It's to- Sheik's. Oh, he's
1: just rambling. They had to cut to a commercial.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so I met Iron Sheik years and years ago. I want to say it was maybe like 2007. You met him? I did. I met the Iron Sheik. Where? And... Uh, It was at a local, like, little convention. I met him, and I met the guy, uh, Ray Park, who played Darth Maul, my favorite Star Wars character. And I remember at the time, my mom said, okay, you can't get a picture and an autograph. You can only get one. New fall season, September 21st and 22nd. That's what that little preview is. So, um, as a little kid, I wanted the autograph. As an adult, I totally would have picked the picture.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, But as a kid, I wanted the autograph. So... I still have it. It says my name on it and everything. I have it's proof that I met the entry. Well, he he, I remember he had a beanie. I wish I had a hat to show you guys. On the tippy top of his head, way up, just it was a regular like winter beanie. Tippy top of his head, just sitting and there, just sitting there. And so he's asking how to spell my name, and the guy who's with him, <laughs> like is kind of like helping spell it because he wasn't really asking me. So he goes through each letter. And then I won't I won't do the whole thing for you here. We'll keep it short, but he gets to you know A, okay, and then S and he's like ah, I can't do it. S S and is like like trying to like confirm that the last letter was S. <laughs> <laughs> S and they just kept saying it. And it was
3: why know, was but, the guy answering him? He was doing other shit
2: or something? I don't, I don't even remember, but, dude, it's, like, one of those stories, like, Austin brings it up time to time, and, it's like, and we can't help but laugh about it because it was just the most ridiculous shit ever. I, I probably hung out with this dude not long after I met him, and it was like, dude, this is what happened, and it just is a story that stuck around for years. S, S, S. But anyways, I got got an Iron Sheet gate by
3: 10. And it's written so shitty, dude. Well, yeah,
2: his handwriting is not good, but it's kind of cool. It's cool to have. Here comes Shawn Michaels.
3: Still with Jose, but
1: down that time, just a sexy boy.
0: Sexy boy, boy, I want to know how uh, much
1: Sean Michael's is making. <laughs> um, you know what? I would have to say my guess is I would say it's probably less than you would think. 750? I think uh, like the downside guarantee of it I'm thinking probably less than that. Yeah, I don't know. There's I mean, no he's probably with all things considered he's probably making over a million, but like a downside guarantee portion of it. Yeah, but then again, if you th- like, Diesel would always say like Bret Hart was like the three hundred grand champion, which like they were pissed off about because like they wanted more. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wonder. Well, do you
2: think they've upped that by now? If they're offering Mark Henry quarter of a million dollars, y- you would th-
1: you would think you would hope.
2: I feel like at that rate,
1: yeah. Yeah, you would think they would be, but Goldos went right after Sean. I'm not your boy so, I'm boy. so, what are they doing? Like the Hulk yeah. Hogan thing? Like no. toss the, the heel out of the ring? The music's still playing. He's not done right. entering, baby. Right. I feel like this is what like Hulk Hogan would do against like Big Boss Man then.
2: Well, and the, he, Sean just did this. Was it with Owen? Who who was it? Not this last time he wrestled him, but. Or was it someone else that, that he kept doing his entrance? And he was like, oh my
1: God. Shawn Michaels is in play, girl, baby.
2: Bro, I did not know they fucking talked about I know. That on I can't the believe air. they're
1: promoting it.
3: Whoa. In a match against Gold Dust.
1: Adults only. They're making. Yeah, and he's, but they're also saying that he he posed for it. Isn't that male nudity? Yeah, what? but he
2: Sean doesn't show the wiener in it. No, I know. I can't I, believe he didn't. To be honest with you, I did my research for it. I think the most risque pick is the isn't the one on the cover, or is that where the famous belt shot comes from? That's not an al though. I don't think right. Uh. It. Maybe, is it? I don't know, but he is champion now, so it lines up if it is. It could be, yeah. Sean did a backflip off of fucking Goldus chest, arm drag.
1: What an uppercut by Goldus.
3: I feel like that title photo is like later on. I think so as well. Wait ninety seven? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because wasn't there
3: like a controversy where they didn't want him to use the belt in the magazine or something?
1: I don't know. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, Sean falls to the outside of the ring. Whatever will we do? Sean, you got to get up.
3: I'm so sick of seeing Dust little SpongeBob butt cheeks in the back of his
2: tights. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's a perfect
0: description of it, though. Like, fuck.
1: Oh, she's blowing smoke in his face. It's not the
3: only thing she was blowing.
1: Whoa. Hey. Yikes. Hmm. I feel like, uh... I feel like out of all the the divas, uh, at this time, Marlene is, like, the filthiest. Yeah. In a good in a good way.
2: Well, I feel like that's definitely how she's playing the character.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think so.
2: Like you look at her and you're like, oh, okay.
1: Like yeah, Sunny's like, just. Sunny, there's no Sunny, there's no safe word for her.
2: Yeah, Sunny's like the tease. Like she's like the little like schoolgirl tease, and Marlena's like, oh, she'll like whip me.
1: Yeah, like Sunny's the type of girl where. She, like you're texting her and she's like, "I'll do okay. whatever you, I'll do whatever you want." And then you show up and it's like you, you just get a hand job. And then Sable <laughs> oh is the type of girl where it's like, she's so hot that she knows she doesn't have to do nothing, and you'll still stay with her. So she puts no effort towards it. <laughs>
3: Uh, We're getting a picture-in-picture here. Mankind is backstage uh, looking in on the arena from the
1: (laughs) curtain. He's saying, sexy boy, sexy boy. He's got a surprise for him. I wonder what it is. He's, like, off to the side of the entrance and is, like, watching the man. It's his his little mankind. I've got a little surprise for you.
3: We're in a headlock. Okay, yep. A lot going on here, guys.
2: I'd like yeah. to up- update everyone that my deal has not been confirmed yet. I'm getting nervous.
3: How many cards is it for?
2: Oh just one. Yikes. If I told you I just got four in the mail, what would you think? Yikes. Here, look. So you're you're familiar, right? Have these. Yeah. Yeah, you're familiar with those. Well, yeah, we got a couple. We got a couple more in the mail. That's all. Not that one.
3: Not this one. Are uh, these new Japan ones? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh,
2: check this out. This is pretty cool. It's a bear. <laughs> And technically, that also came with a cart.
3: What are you gonna do with those, Austin? Like hang them up?
2: I don't know. I've just, I'm just—I'm gonna get more of these things. I'm gonna put them in these like protectors.
3: Okay.
1: And then I don't know.
2: Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels taking it to Goldust.
1: Flying for and he had good speed on that. Scoop and a slam. The heartbreak kid. He's gonna go to the top rope. Goldust staggering around and cross body. Oh, Goldust rolls through. He's got the leg. One, two. Oh, he kicks out a do. Earl Habner doesn't make the doesn't make the three count. What is going on? And now we're getting an ad for Mind Games. During the match. So, we went to commercial and now we're coming back to an ad for the pay-per-view. We've got less... Well, we just got about just over two minutes left in this sh- in this show. Wow. Oh. Interesting placement for the... Yeah, it's the main event, you pay-per-view
3: motherfucker. Pay-per-view Ad.
1: Mind oh, games.
3: Oh my god, we're going into it.
1: Sean's hitting the elbow, so, like, what the <laughs> fuck?
2: That's also, a wait place. a minute.
1: They're they're promoting Shawn Michaels Mankind for the title. This is a title match. <laughs> you know, they did already
2: say in commentary earlier, unless Goldust wins. They acknowledged it.
1: Yeah, but you don't know, air the title match promotion of their pay per view and then try to play it off like Goldus is about to ruin that. Yeah, I know. I always
2: say that kind of shit.
1: I think that's bad that's just bad placement. Oh Ooh, a kidney punch. punch. Who is he thinking is Farouk? Too soon.
0: Is he gonna hit the hurt call. call? Is he
1: gonna hit it? I'm gonna say no. Look okay, of course float over. Well fake out. What the fuck was that? Or oh, so Sixty nine in him. Why is that his new finish? And That's he wins so with it. I don't know if Goldust necessarily hated that position. No, dude, Shawn Michaels balls are on his face. Oh shit. Oh, well, here comes Mankind. I like how he almost fucking floated over onto the timekeeper guy. This is not going to go well for the heels, I feel like. Well, well, Sean just ran out of the ring. He didn't even hit him.
2: Look, Jose is there to protect him.
1: Yeah, Jose is going to protect him. Jeez.
3: Jose needs to get written off TV probably. Uh, you, you don't even have
2: to write him off, just have him not show up. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap.
1: He's useless. Give him a plane ticket to the wrong like arena. I mean,
2: oh, sorry, man. We, we, you're no longer needed, brother. Like, oh shit, did we give you the wrong one? No, that's our bad. The mind games have just begun and was uh, off the air.
3: I don't know, guys, about that one.
2: I think I certainly expected it to be a better show, but I also don't really think that that was that bad of a show either, I'm going to be honest.
1: Uh, I think it kind of, um, I think that's a disappointment.
0: I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I had higher expectations than what was delivered there. And maybe we got ourselves a little hyped up because it was this like
2: special edition of the show. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I got bamboozled on that one.
2: I'm gonna take personal responsibility of my own disappointment for this.
1: (laughs) This is not the fault of the World Wrestling Federation. This is the fault of us. Well, this. this, Well, we gave him too much uh, too much of a benefit, I think.
2: Well, this is kind of like when you go into like you're like, okay, here's the deal. I'm so excited to watch the Last Jedi, right? They're gonna do all this cool stuff, and then they don't do none of it. Well. You have to disappoint yourself because you got yourself really hyped. And that's what I did to myself on this role. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were going to say, know. you know, I thought that's, that they're going to tell us about the backstory of Snoke, but instead they did a shitty promo with Mark Henry. I mean, w- <laughs> what, what do you want here?
3: Yeah, there was a lot of bullshit. I mean, I thought the Mero-Austin match went way too long. Mero dominated, which was weird. Uh, marrow goes over, which is weird.
1: The with Mark a BS Henry, finish though.
3: Yep. Yeah. The Mark Henry shit with King, which nobody cares about. Um, the way it was shown on TV and after going through it with Bob earlier in the show, sounds like I wish this week we would have just watched the house show tape back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was definitely expecting a little bit better of a show myself then again, that's my own fault, kind of like Dallas said, because if we know anything about the WWF at this time, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: it's that they're probably going to drop the ball.
1: Uh, Right.
3: Yeah, I would say for what it was promoted as and what it ended up being, I don't think it lived up to my expectations either. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it was a bad show. I just think it was a disappointing show. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I was agree. going like, oh, this, we got three, you know, on paper, three pretty big matches, and like Helmsley jobs out in under four minutes. Bullshit yeah. DQ finish with Marrow and Austin, and then, uh, you know, Mankind and his squash was okay, I guess. But, and I mean, and Sean and Sean Golis was okay, but their ladder match from that Toronto show was. I really enjoyed that match.
3: You're not going to remember this, Sean Goldust. No.
1: Not that way. No, I don't think so. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad show. I'd say average show, but you're going into it thinking this could be, like, a good enough show to maybe lure some people away. And I don't think it would have necessarily accomplished that.
3: I don't either. I don't think it achieves uh,
1: that quite. No right oh well um so the next raw is uh, three days after this on september 9th and i believe mm-hmm. we'll be back on our regular schedule uh for the foreseeable future after that or after today
3: the
2: thing that sucks about that is like i wish it'd be like oh i wonder what they're gonna do three days after this but since it's all fucking taped it, it would have been what we were gonna watch anyway
3: yeah, it's
2: yeah. not. It's not even like it's like, oh, how are they gonna do two two shows so close together?
1: Right. It don't matter. We're screwed either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily know exactly what's going on, but the Intercontinental Title Tournament will be continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe I heard that the Undertaker will be in action against Salvatore Sincere. Cool.
0: As well.
1: Salvador Sincere. You don't know who Salvador Sincere?
2: Okay. On that note, Mr. That's Tom,
1: actually, Tom Brandy, baby. That don't help me. Yeah, that's, that's next to Johnny. Was, huh? oh. Johnny Gun of uh, WCW fame.
2: Oh yes, from Worldwide and and Power
1: Hour. You know, you joke, but yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah, he, he definitely was on. I've been shows. I've been watching that. Well, yeah, for some was... reason I just I don't really quite believe that. But that's okay. Okay, that part's It's true. fine. Yeah, he fucking lying. It's Dallas what do you expect. Alright, you guys got hmm. anything else for uh this week's episode? That's it, dude. Well, hell yeah then. That's all I got too. So until next week for Austin Scaring for Dallas really, I'm Bob, Bob Colling Jr. And this has been I go by I I'm I'm You guys. I've got
0: some the drive. and chill Up and down their spine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I make them hot, I make them shiver Their knees get weak Whenever I'm around They see me walk I make them feel like they're all cloud nine. Nah, I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Toy. It's your heart, I girl. Hands off the merchandise. Toy, toy? I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy, toy. I make them hot, I make them shiver, their knees get weak. and they arrive around, they see me walk, they hear me talk, I make them feel. They're on cloud nine nah, I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy It's your heart girl Sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy